Welcome everybody to episode 59 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'd like to sincerely thank all the interviewees, listeners and the soccer public of the Illawarra, Australia and around the world who download this podcast. Additionally, I'd like to say thank you to the great people who contribute, comment and reminisce on the social media pages. Please note, if you the listener have any suggestions on people I should interview in the future, then please get in touch with me on the social media pages. Phil Brown is our interviewee in episode 59. Born in 1961, Phil started his football journey with Fig Tree Junior Soccer Club in 1967 and finished his career with West Fig Tree Soccer Club in 1997. 31 years worth of games, relationships and seasons at Harry Graham Park. A monumental achievement. But the achievements don't stop there. Phil was one of the Illawarra Premier League's best players for over a decade with Fig Tree and the Illawarra representative team. And his club, in between 1980 and 1992, won four IPL League championships, appeared in eight IPL Grand Finals and won six of them, won two Bampton Cups, won two Coromel Leagues Club knockouts, won a First Division League Championship and won a First Division Grand Final and won two Charity Shields. A very modest man, Phil is a highly regarded player amongst the Illawarra football community and it was fantastic to hear his recollections about parts of his amazing career and the people he played with and against. It was a huge honour to spend time with Phil. My appreciation and respect go out to him for allowing me into his home to record this podcast. And additionally, I must thank Phil's wife, Sharon, for setting up this interview. I appreciate the continued support people give this podcast. Finally, I'd like to thank Phil Carr, who allowed me to record him, as he gave his thoughts on Phil Brown, the player. Please enjoy episode 59. On the line now, I have a long-standing uh, uh, man in the game in the Illawarra. Um, he's played at a high level. He's coached at a high level and done a lot of things. I have Phil Carr on the line. Phil, welcome to uh, the Football United vs. Soccer City podcast. Yeah, good, Traff. Yeah, good. Uh, I did an interview uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, a man that is highly regarded in the, the Illawarra Premier League, in Phil Brown. Um, can you tell me and the listeners a, a bit about Phil as a player? Phil Brown as a player? Yeah. Probably, in my opinion, uh, one of the best players ever on the South Coast. Not to play, he'd represent his football. Yep. Uh, you know, he's a real good clubman, team man. He played for the one team all his life, would not leave, even though many offers. and. If you're ever stuck, you'd volunteer to play there. Like, oh, I played him at sweeper. Yep. I'm not the new numbers. I'm the old-fashioned sweeper. I played him midfield, played centre forward or on the wing. It didn't matter. And Phil Tilts were the same job. You know, he just wasn't a one-man team like that. He liked to share it around with most of his mates. And he wasn't just an uh, attacking player, he was also a good defensive player. You know, I even played him centre-half for the uh, 
Illawarra team one time, so, you know, he could play anywhere. Much to George Naylor's amusement, he couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and he he really was, uh, and, and I don't think uh, people realise how talented he was because he was an exceptional player over over more than a decade and, and you coached him for, for uh, the majority of that time as well. So he, he was quality for, for several years, wasn't he? Yeah, he was quality. Uh, I went there when I started there. It was, I don't know what date it was. He'd tell you he's got a memory like you wouldn't know what. But Lukey Robo took me down and said, there's got a young kid playing here, 17 or 18 year old. You might have to look at him to play in the first grade the first year I was there, and that was Phil Brown. I didn't know him at the time. Yep. And he was there there the rest of the season, of the 16 years or something, and he was there the whole lot of them, and he's still there when I left. <laughs> and is there, like I said, there's a there's a host of grand finals that you can look back on, but is there a, a game or two that you can recall where his strengths just stood out? No, all of them, mate. There's no... You know, it wouldn't matter if it was a better player. There's no one probably better on the park than him. You know, he's just tough. You know, grand finals, one boy, you know, good solid players. And I mean, one paper said that the the game will be won between Phil Brown and a certain player of another club, which I mentioned. Yep. And we'll see who's the toughest there. And the first tackle, well, the other bloke got treated and didn't play much in the game at all. So Phil was just tough and with, with skill. <laughs> And there, and there was a grand final there uh, out of Bulleye where it was raining. It was either 88 or 89. <laughs> and and the the morning of the game, there was a tactical switch made by yourself. And he said you, you gave him a call and said, well, you're playing at sweeper today. And is that how it went down? You know, in the days when the grounds weren't looked after as well, they would be uh, a bit muddy, the grounds, by the time you got onto them. Yep. And I, I thought there wouldn't be a lot of football played in the midfield. So we, I decided, and this is why I've done the rep team the same idea, is that we get Phil at the back, he'd pick up the loose balls and he'd plant the ball where we wanted on our wings or centre four, whichever was in the open. So we sort of cut out the midfield that day because of the conditions yep. and it paid off. Because <laughs> he could read the game very well, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one better. <laughs> and, and finally, because I, I know you're um, doing me a great favour by... Uh, Speaking about Phil Brown, uh, but the club itself was a, a very, very well-run community club, not based on money and, and based on a lot of strong friendships. Um, Phil, uh, during the interview, Phil Brown, that is, called it the family, and and you guys have had a strong relationship uh, in terms of the many players and other coaches and committee guys still to this day, don't you? We do, yeah, yeah. We try to get together as much as possible, which is not very much these days, but uh, it used to be. But that's how it was, you know. We try to get as many players through from the youth team uh, as you could to play first grade at the club. So I think Lyle Brown, Phil's father, said one day that he came over and he says that's the first time he can remember, and he's a life member there, that there's ever been a full junior team of different ages on the park at once. Wow. All victory juniors, you know. Wow. That one from Sydney, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, I know you don't do this much, so I, I greatly appreciate it. And thank you very much for doing this. And, and thank you for adding to, to Phil Brown's interview. I know he'll enjoy it and he speaks highly of you. Uh, thank you, Travis.
Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the leafy surrounds of Berkeley with a very, very special guest in Phil Brown. Phil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. It's, uh, don't want to flatter you or, or uh, sort of give you too much uh, credit so far, but in, I think it's 50-odd interviews, um, you've been mentioned pretty regularly with, with a lot of local players and, and held in high, high regard, so I thank you very much for, for doing the interview. Born in 61, um, was 69 your first year with with uh, with soccer, with Fig Tree? No, 67. 67? You used to have two years in under sevens then. So was that your first memory of soccer? Yeah. Starting at, at, at junior level there at Fig Tree? Yeah, I remember getting beaten 19-0 in my <laughs> second year. They were really annoyed Go back to... Um, 67 mm-hmm. and 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 even a bit before that um i think your dad uh, and we'll talk about him a bit later mm-hmm. if you if you allow it that um he played the game and and played for with my club Bowgowney um uh, back in the 50s um was he the sort of person that sort of pushed you to to playing the game yeah i think all kids just follow their parents at the start where they play he yeah. helped form the club Yep. Way back in, was it was in um, 63, I think, the club started, something like that. So you were always going down there at that point in time when you're sort of three or four? and. Oh, I can't remember, but probably. <laughs> so <laughs> 67, um, was he your coach? And, and do you no, remember no. anything else? He always said I won't coach my son because it puts him up, puts you off. Yep. He coached the team above me. Okay. They had a good team. So, um, because of your age, you uh, then spent two years in under sevens? Everyone virtually did. Because yeah. you started five, yep. but there's no sixes, so just sevens twice, then you went up to eights. And was it 69 where mm. where I made that mistake that is then you played with the, with the likes of uh, Ian Withridge and, and Daryl Burley, and, and that started your association with those sort of guys? Yeah, under eight seconds. Yep. And that year, um, there's a, a photograph that um, when I spoke to Ian that he uh, submitted that um, had you guys scoring 60 goals that year and only conceding five and, and winning the division quite comfortably and, and beating Olympic in the grand final. Yeah, in extra time, 2-0. For yourself, um, you're a midfielder predominantly. In those junior years, is that where you you played the game? First, started off at left fullback. Okay. Then just moved up to midfield from there. When you started playing the game, because I've seen you play and and you're a very skillful player, can read the game very well, and have all the attributes. But did you have to work at your game at that early age, or did you have some of those skills already built inside? Well, my dad said the first year, I just stood there. He said, "Oh, he's going to be." Like a surely useless, but then it just come naturally. Yeah, I can't remember him saying that, but he, he told me that. <laughs> For yourself, um, fig tree back then they played in different colours to what they play in now. Was it was it more a, a black and red type strip? Red, black, the old yep. South Coast United colours. Yep. Yeah. And that was a, I think, a deliberate decision by the the committee at the time to sort of. Use those colours? Yeah, probably. Then when West sponsored, we swapped over red and blue. Yep. You then played, like you said, 67, 68, 
69 and fig tree when did your your representative career start in terms of um rep soccer that was on the sundays and schoolboy soccer yeah uh, under nine so i went to the trials i didn't make it yeah but then the illawarra team played my dad's team in a trial game so i played for my dad's team and the coach said oh how'd we miss him they they took me on <laughs> so and yeah. was that 69 or 70 that you that was, that was under nine 70 70 yeah. and so were you pretty wrapped that you you got the opportunity to play twice a week and and then play in this sort of higher level? Oh yeah, it's, it's always good, isn't it? Test yourself out against the Sydney, oh, the hard playing teams like St George yep. and Manly. Used to cop some hidings, but. <laughs> and and what do you remember of uh, the coach that you had at that sort of at that rep level and and any of the players that you played with? Johnny Allen, he was he was a sergeant of the police. Yes, Mr. Ireland, yes. Do as you told. You give the coaches more respect than in you, Mr. Not by first name basis. And and some of your teammates? Oh, yeah, I still see a lot of them now. We have a, a reunion there for Victory and that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good. And was it more um, Mr. Ireland? Was he from Winoona Way? He coached Tarawana. Oh, Tarawana. Yeah. It was funny, though, it was, we'd. We'd play um, like on the school on Fridays, yep. and Saturdays for fig tree, Sundays Illawarra, you have Monday off, train Tuesday and Thursday for figgy, and train Wednesday for Laura, and he'd run you. <laughs> a bit dumb, wasn't it? Really, when you think about it now. <laughs> Just Young kids don't need all that run. They don't really, nah, definitely not. We didn't get taught that back in their majors. Uh, the Illawarra um, mm. games mm-hmm. that you did play on, on the Sundays, uh, where was Illawarra's home ground? Oh, we had just any game with Fernil or any ground you could get, really. Okay. Shit around. So there wasn't a sick yeah, ground. Yeah, there wasn't a sick ground. And, and the colours were a, a white shorts and sky blue yeah. shirts? Yeah, they changed to red and very late to red and white, right? Wollongong colours. Yeah, I was finished then. And in terms of uh, games that you remember from those uh, junior representative days, does Danny come to mind? Uh, sort yeah. of grand finals or games that sort of stick oh, in your memory you didn't sort of play grand finals you'd play all the country teams and be country yeah. champions every year because Cootamundra you went 8-0 and, but then you'd go and meet the good Sydney teams and we always won a couple but always got knocked out before the, the big games and it, were you still playing at left fullback at that point or no were no you no midfield le- left or centre Num- midfield number 10 or oh. number 8 yeah. it was inside right and inside left in the old five okay. forward days <laughs> and and who were some of the other teammates and where did they play in that team that you for representative? I was the only one from my team. Yep. Yeah. And other blokes from other clubs, do you remember who you played with? Oh yeah, Ian Sirson, yep. Sean Organ, Murray Brown, Peter Wilson, the goalkeeper. Yeah. He went and played for Olympic in that. Oh, it's heaps. Mark Sweeney. Yep. He like played Tarawana for... yeah, or yeah, Wollongong yeah. United or like, Macedonia. Jock Molino come in later. Yep. He's a good player, too. And running, like you said, alongside this, you, you play school school soccer, um, play with victory, play a lot of reps. So what about that schoolboys experience? Because you played a lot of representative stuff with the region and then for the state as well. Um, yeah. and, and there was a tour uh, to Queensland in there amongst many other um, games that you get you played. So do you remember much about that 73 tour? Oh, yeah, it was good to... The year before, that it was held in Sydney, so we got to go to Queensland at least. <laughs> but I had to go up to Sydney for a week, get billeted out, yeah. and then see your mum at that airport for an hour, then off to Queensland for a week. 
all in the school holidays too. That's not good, is it? <laughs> and, and did you enjoy that day? Yeah, we won it. It's good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I see. It says he's a funny man. And it, five it, of us made it from uni. Yeah, and yeah. and that would have what made it a bit easier when you. Yeah. Did you get a couple of you get billeted out together? No, only one per family. One per family. You see each other every day training. Yeah. So it was all right. And you enjoyed the that representative football and, and touring and whatnot? Oh, yeah, it was good. Get away. First time on a plane, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and because in that one, you, you played Queensland, you played South Australia, so... Uh, yeah. Was it pretty much just a round robin and then... Yeah, you, you played were... it after twice. There's only three states there, but we ended up winning it, so it was good. And Fig Tree, um, from what Ian uh, Witheridge has uh, told me, that um, under 13s was a was a good year for, for Fig Tree in terms of your junior team and, and you just won everything there. Yeah, yeah, because we got a new coach, Billy Taylor. Yep. He played for the first grade Fig Tree, so yep. he changed, put 4-4-2 in, yep. uh, taught us a little bit. And um, <coughs> what did he teach you specifically about your game? Oh, no, they're just more positional. Like we had some... Free kick setups and we yep. scored one of them in the final. Oh, we lost the grand final. Won the goal today, won the modern premiership, but lost the grand final 2 1. And what are your thoughts on um, and your record uh, with uh, West Victory is, is pretty pretty strong, and, and the club's is in terms of leagues and Bampton Cups and, and grand finals. Did you just have an appetite to win, or, or did you prefer winning the league and then if the grand final was a bonus, or you just. No, the grand final was the ultimate for me. Yep. I didn't give a shit. Oh, excuse me. I didn't give a damn about winning the comp. It was worth more money in the club than that, but the grand final was the ultimate. Yeah. We still have the Mad Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) Kari was the leader. (laughs) Then um, there was a bit of, um, before we talk about your your senior senior career, there was um, a period there where I I saw a picture from, from Ian where you... Bowgowney, the federation team, had junior teams, sort of like an Illawarra rep team. And, and then I think it was 75 that you, I saw you in a team picture there um, out at the Old Balls paddock in a in a tangerine strip yeah. with black shorts. So how many years did you have with Bowgowney? Yeah, that, that was when the Wolves folded and joined up with Bowgowney. Yep. Went to Orange and Black. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they went to Wollongong. Bowgowney yeah. amalgamated with them. With, yeah, to Wollongong Yeah, that City. was under... That was 75 and 76. Yeah. Then the Wolves folded, and, and then you could have a choice to go up to St. George. Everyone went up to Paul Kay, and that all went up there. I, I didn't worry about it. Because you did have a few, um, like you said, a, a few teammates in there, like Jock Melando, Paul mm, Kay, yeah. uh, Wilson, uh, some some great players. And, and who was coaching? Alan uh, Thompson. And how was he? Or was it just because he was a, a first grader or and helped? No, he's out, good. He's good. He's good. Yeah, he ball working that didn't just run us. Yeah, he, he had a brain. <laughs> and what about playing on the? Because you had the, I guess, the privilege of playing on the old old balls paddock and the new ball new balls paddock. So the old one had a bit of charm to it in terms of where you yeah. came out yeah, from, yeah. from the pub end. Overflowing toilets and <laughs> <laughs> like it was old and whatnot, but it was good know, at the start of the year, but it got. Worn down halfway through the year. Yeah. It was good. Eh? We used to play in the, the Mini Empire Cup out there in under 13 yeah. before Peter Wilson and Adrian Alston and all that. So it was good. And like I said, before we talk about your senior career, um, 
uh, with your dad or, or with friends uh, mm. in those junior years? Mm. Were you going to watch Fig Tree or were you going out to watch Safeway and 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 those teams, or or would you just not watch soccer on weekends? No, no, no. I was a ball boy in that down at Fig Tree. Collect the bottles, five cents a bottle. He's come home with two bucks, and, <laughs> and Dad used to go go out to the Safeway on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And listen. Then we'd leave early because it's that hard to get out the crowd. <laughs> the poor Bazettias, I think, on 2WL radio. Yeah. Listen to the last 10 minutes driving over there. <laughs> so you see a lot of people out there in a small area. And um, mm. back to Fig Tree, was there a sort of a couple of players when you're ball boying that you sort of looked up to or, or really liked to watch in particular? At Fig Tree, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I just love watching them all, I think. Yeah. Watching them win. Wally Miller was the coach then. They used to win a few times too. Yeah, I think uh, before you joined in 77, they, they won the grand final in 76. Yeah, out of Balls Paddock, yeah. And I think even 71, they might have won the grand final. Uh, 72. Or, 72. Round Robin. The first year they had Round Robins. Blamby played them in, so the hot team, Robert Banks and that. And Figgy knocked them off 2 1. And did you go and watch that grand final? Oh, yeah. And what do you recall of that game? Because Blamby, like you said, well, were a gun um, team. The, the, we used to go with other families. Yep. The dads would go up Coromar Yeah. The mums would take us up to that train in the park for fish and chips and <laughs> then back for the big, <laughs> the big game. <laughs> that, um, and Safeway, like you said, the big crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a particular side or end that you, you guys would uh, watch the game from or it was just first in, best dress? No, we just walk in straight to the right. Yep. Canteen was nice and close. Yeah. But my dad used to always say, oh, I'm going across the club to the toilet. He's going to have a couple of quick skins. He used to give me a can of drink and chips just before half time. <laughs> Con me. <laughs> and and that was the was the norm for a for a few blokes to to go across to the club. I have, well, he used to just take me up then. Yeah. Go, yeah. But at grand finals at Coral, they used yeah. to do that. Spend the whole day in it. <laughs> like you said, seventy five, seventy six. There's Wollongong City, and then yeah. they. Um, Mm-hmm. sort of went I guess defunct or I don't know what happened I'll, I'll try and find David Childs and find out what happened yeah he's but, the reason but um, <laughs> you then had the opportunity because there was no real representative soccer down here no, no, yeah. uh, did you ever contemplate going up to Sydney to play with some of those rep teams or was it just no. too much hassle I, I played for the under 18s here on the Saturday and played for the 16s on the Sunday yep. maybe I should have went in then but oh well it's just a decision. No yeah. So you then joined Fig Tree in 77? 77, yeah. Oh, for the first year was 70. I, I used to go on the bench when I played 18s. Yep. It was 18s back then. And then I started first grade in 79. So in 77, you were... Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Ringo put me on in first grade in a trial game. But, but your youth grade career, you had mm. quite a few uh, guys come through with you, like Larry Beringer and, yeah. and you know, I only know the, the surnames here in terms of Boxall, um, Catterall, Keach, Jones, Mills, um, blokes like that. You, in 77, you end up playing 12-odd games in youth grade that year. Do you remember who coached you? Yeah, Luke Roberts. Okay. Had, yeah, I was two years above myself. I had dummy knee in that year, actually. Yeah. Cut kick. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen the statistics and you sort of three quarters of the way the year through, you'd sort of stop playing. Yeah, yeah I was out for the year. Yeah. And was that just a run-of-the-mill sort of challenge and you just... No, I think it was a bit of a hatchet job myself. Yeah. 
<laughs> so 78, you then go back, and, and were you still in youth grade that year? Yeah. And, and uh, who was coaching? Adrian Ringlands. Yep. He was coaching. Uh, used to, the first grade coach, Wally, he, they used to coach first and reserve grades, and you didn't have yep. reserve grade coaches. So I used to go up and sit on the bench for reserve grade then. And then in 79, Tony McDonald came over and coached, and I started first grade then. So um, we'll talk a bit about Luke later on, but even then, could you, as a youth grade coach, could you tell that he had some of those attributes that would come on to to bring success to, to West Victory when him and Phil took the reins? Oh, no. oh, yeah. Phil was sort of more the coach and Luke yep. was more the trainer. And is that how it sort of panned out in that youth grade year that he would just sort of train you guys and then oh, let you... Oh, Luke, no, Luke had the 18s on, in 77. He coached them on his own Yeah, back then. But was he more just get out, do fitness sort of thing and then run, run, run? Yeah, yeah, run, run. If you didn't play well, I'll teach us on Tuesday. Run, run, run if you're like, oh, jeez. <clears throat> and then, like you said, you had Adrian Ringland um, then and mm. Wally Miller was then first grade coach. Mm. So um, there's a lot mm. of talk about um, the players that you've had, but from my perspective and, and learning about the history mm. of the game, that Adrian and, and Wally are a great sort of, I guess students of the game had played at a good level, so victory were were very good. Or the committee was at selecting good coaches to take teams, wasn't it? So he's learnt a lot. Yeah, well, while he came over and got the club going in 70, 1970 or something, because they now come over. North Wollongong joined up. We we didn't have any seniors. Yeah. So North Wollongong they joined up with the Germans at North Wollongong, and while he came in then and got it all started. Paul Henry coached first. He was only a young bloke. Yeah. And then while he came and got got them going and. In the grand finals and that. And what are your me- memories of Wally as a coach in terms of your interaction with him or just watching him go about his... So I never had Wally for a first grade coach. In 79, Tony McDonald took over while he was playing there. Okay. And then 1980, Kari came over and Wally left, went to Coromel. Do you remember that first grade debut? The first grade in 79. 79. Out of Blamey. Kari and Luke was coaching Blamey. <laughs> I, scored, I scored a howler. We beat him 2-0. So you scored yeah. in your debut? Yeah. <laughs> and did you start or did you come off the bench? Start. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the left wing then because I was only seven or eight years old. They always put you on the wing if you're young, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> and, and in 79, um, uh, Tony McDonald, he, he was a bit of a hard man. Yeah, right. Um, uh, what do you recall of him any, in terms of how he coached, some of his sayings or, or what he did at training and game days? Long training session, six to nine o'clock sometimes and... Then he'd say, sit down, he'd go to his car and get his Liverpool magazine out and read to you. <laughs> Pubs used to close at 10 o'clock. The older boys didn't like that. <laughs> They'd have got an hour in the <laughs> In terms of uh, half-time talks and whatnot, was he one for blowing yeah. up or he just... He'd get a bit excited. Yep. A bit of century, you know. He'd be sweating going, yeah, yeah. We'd be all just sitting there calm. <laughs> and for yourself, um, who were some of the other first graders or some of the older blokes that when you came into the team that you remember? Uh, Steve Sowery. Yep. Rod Stewart, they used to call him, remember? Because he played a bit of music. And... Yeah, he looked like him too. <laughs> Terry Hurley. Yep. He went, he coached with Noddy Olsen later. Uh, who else? Oh, Wally, of course. And if you could tell the listener a bit about, say, Terry, for example, he had a a very good playing career and Wally can you tell tell the listener a bit about 
how they played the game, what were their strengths. Terry Hurley. Yeah. Well, he's a good centre-half. He played for Safeway, though. Yeah. Yeah, they, they could go up and... They knew how to hit you. You get hit them days. So yeah. Not the fancy stuff now. <laughs> you could tackle them days. and He was a big, strong centre-half, Terry. Yeah. Coming back to this league, he was going to always be good now. And what about Wally? He, he was 47 or something when he played... Or 42, sorry. Yeah. When he played in 79. So he was kept himself fit and that. And... At training, uh, it was fine with those guys, especially like you said, Ter- Terry's a, a burly man, so oh, yeah. did it get pretty rough and ready? No, they didn't hit your trainer. Nah, it was fine. No, no. <laughs> and, and 79, you, you're sort of, uh, I guess, uh, learning the trade as a young guy, and 17-year-old turning 18. Um, mm. uh, some of the other teams you remember in, those, in, that, in that year where you first debuted, because the likes of... I guess Victory were a, were a strong team, but you had Ferry Meadow, yeah. the strong. Ferry Meadow was a strong team. And team. Berkeley still had a, a <coughs> Berkeley, decent squad. Yeah. Tarawana, good. They won the comp before in '78. They're a good team too. So, what do you remember about playing against some of those teams? Oh, I remember playing against Dave Nana for Tarawana. Yeah. And um, he was trying to chop me down, and uh, Rex Layton said to him, "The kids, the kids making a big enough fool of you. Don't make it worse and get a card." <laughs> Sorry, Dave. And, and Rex Layton is obviously a, a well-known referee yeah, for people that are, aren't listening from the Illawarra. Yeah. Um, and, and what about the Ferry Meadow team? Because they, they were a very strong unit yeah. in those years. And, and what do you remember about them? Yeah, they, Hugh Tinney and yeah, Gardner up front. They had a really good team all over the park. Plus, they, they bought players. Yeah. They had no juniors. Yeah. So everything they bought, see. Victory's never paid for players virtually. That 79 year, um, like you said, uh, because you've had a lot of juniors coming through and a lot of blokes that sort of come up to grade, there was not a sort of a thought in your mind to go anywhere else. Obviously, your dad's on the committee. It was a pretty simple decision to just stay where you are and yeah. and see what um, Phil and Luke had because they were appointed for the 1980 season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we had five people from my, like Daryl Burley and Witheridge. There's a Jeff Fellow, Sean Bill, all from the same junior team. So you had your foundation there. I, if see, we won. If we were winning every year, maybe I might have left. But yeah, you know, because there was, was success. Yeah, and and did that make it even more sweeter? And we'll talk about some of these grand finals that these are all mates and and practically had played together for a long period of time. Yeah, it was good. You just know where where it's going to be, and just makes it easier. 1980 um, had a pretty successful year um, under Phil and Luke, um, was second and then made the grand final. Um, uh, tell us a bit about Phil Carr and, and then you had a long association with him and, and he did with Fig Tree and the rest of you guys. Um, it was a funny sort of dual coaching role. Mm-hmm. Um, were you and the players a bit sort of, what's how's this going to work or they were pretty... Uh, they had practice at Blamby no. the year before, so they were pretty yeah. happy with what they were doing. Yeah, they'd done the year before at Blamby, and Luke used to run us and that, and then Carrie would be the brains of the operation, right? and it was good. They liked to be here too, so we all got on well there after the game. But... And, and Fig Tree Hotel was, uh, or Fig Tree Pub, yeah. uh, was, was the main watering hole and sort of <laughs> long-term sponsor of the club. Yeah, yeah, down there on Thursdays. Get home a bit late sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was um, 
that 80, 1980 season like because there's a red hot Ferry Meadow team. Yeah, yeah. And that's you ended up, um, I guess, second in the league was, and then playing them in the grand final. So tell us a bit about uh, that season and then the grand final itself. We won the Chrome Leagues against yeah. Stabdover on a, on a corner, three corners to two. It so was, it was like old Gala Day rules. It was two years. I got, I got sent off actually. <laughs> so and I'm, what did you get sent yeah, off for? Headbutt. headbutt. <laughs> Six weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were up 2 0, there was 2 all. Yep. And then we won three quarters to two. Wow. In the old days. Yeah, so we were right there. Bert Bampton, I, I never worry much. We only worry about the Bert Bampton if you got to the later stages. Yep. And then you start. But it was just a game. It was a Sunday double header, you know, and yep. you play in the Albion Park or something. Or, uh, I couldn't get an interested in that, really. But then, yeah, we got we beat um, Fremantle out at Balls Paddock 1 0. Yeah, that was a, a pretty, uh, it was a bit Night of an upset. Game. Yeah. So, what do you remember of that game? I got the goal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, how, yeah. and, and whereabouts on the field, and tell us a bit about that goal. I ran up, we're getting a corner, so I ran up and got a short one and took a left foot. And Kyle Potter, he was the Fremantle keeper, yeah. he went that way and it, it deflected off one of the hips and went the other way. <laughs> Still my goal. Because people expected Ferry Meadow to go straight through to the grand final. Yeah, they? then they played Coniston and had a, another draw. Because we played them on the Saturday and had a draw. Yep. Had a replay on the Tuesday night. Then they played Coniston the following and had a replay of that again. But then in the grand final, they come and smashed us 5-1. And, and, and what were the thought of, um, I guess, the players like, you know, uh, Luskin, Noakes and, and those sort of guys? Did you think that you... Because you'd beaten them, that it was a 50-50 chance here. They oh, played a replay. Or... They had some good players. So good players turn up in the grand finals. Like that. Yep. That was just too classy for us. We're <laughs> only pups. We're only 18-year-old, all us. Because it ended up being 5-1. Yeah. And how, what were some of the, the players that sort of come to the forefront for Ferry Meadow that day? Mickey Richards, and he was a good midfielder. And there was uh, the gardener up front. Yep. Yeah, they're all good players all over the park, yeah. Langford from the old Wolves team, that. And and what about um, there was half time? What was the scoreline? Three nil. So pretty much. But then we come and got a goal, and made it three one, and then Kilpotter pulled off a good save. Could yeah. have been in the end. And who were you marking up against that, that day? Much. Oh, I just I didn't really about marking people. They had to mark me. Really. I was yeah, attacking because you're on the left hand side still. Oh, middle midfield then. Middle midfield. So, uh, a good year, especially under Phil yeah, and Luke. Yeah. Were people pretty happy, like the playing group, and, and yeah. obviously disappointed, but um, that year, I guess, that disappointment would have get a bit worse because the ISA at the time had their... Um, and I guess because of your dad's sort of involvement <coughs> at the club, you would have known about it more so than other players, but they had a, a, a sort of... Guidelines about um, grounds and fences, and yeah. fences in particular, and, and fig tree were the gr- ground at Harry Graham was deemed unsuitable. Pegs and rope weird. <laughs> Peg so, it out. So was that yeah. a, a as a playing group um, and as a committee, everyone stuck strong and yeah. stayed around. But were people just pissed off? I guess that oh, how no. this decision was made and going. Yeah. Well, we just got second to Ferry yeah. Meadow. Ferry Meadow is going to move to State League. With our young players and and Phil and Luke, we're a chance of really dominating in the IPL. Yeah, Car- Carrie had to talk to us. He said, "I'm staying around, so we will just 
None of us played there for money, so it didn't really yep. matter, did it? And and what about that uh, off season? Like you you had a bit of an insight from yeah. your dad's perspective. Were were the committee extremely frustrated at the decision that was made, and and now they've no, got no, to put in all this work? Just had to build a fence. Yep. In the following summer. Because there was a, a bit of talk about going out to Roy Hanson Park as well, wasn't there? Yeah, we started to build a ground there. The banks that are still there. Yep. Your old street bridge there. Yeah. Yeah, but then all the neighbours complained and this and that. So we got the white fence up and eventually a bigger fence, but that come down the floods. So. <laughs> 81, yeah, back in the first division. Um a pretty successful year from a club's perspective. There was, like you said, most folks, if not all, st- stay, and um, you just won the minor premierships and then won the won the grand finals and and pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. Was it hard as a playing group that year? Because no disrespect to the other teams, but you were Staying far superior. Yeah. Was it hard to sort of not get complacent, or was there yeah. just a hunger in the we team? We're still young, so you're still keen on that, but. We lost the major semi to Russellville. Yep. Had to go the long way around and beat Real Sports 10-0 out at Fernhill and come back. And, and, and what was that game like? Because it's, it's unusual for a, a semi or a finals game like that to have a scoreline like that. No, we must have hit a purple patch on the night and boom. It's good. And and was it a bit of a shock the week before to, to lose to Russellville? Like they yeah. had Brian Adamson. And it was always a hard game against him. Yep. They were always hard in that yeah. Yeah, but we knew we could come back. And where was the... Because the grand final was against uh, Russellville. And down at Berkeley. Down at Berkeley. And, yeah. and what do you remember of that game? Sort of who scored the goals, how the team played? I got the first one on a penalty. Yep. And Robbie Nose got two. Yep. All in the second half. It was nil all half time. So yeah. it was a pretty cagey in that first half then? Yeah, it was a hard game. Just, once we got that second goal, though, it was, it was good. And uh, it was pretty, in terms of the, all the grades, every, every grade had a pretty successful season. Yeah, we won the reserve grade grand final and the under, I think, 19s then, under 19s loss to Port Kimberley. <coughs> and for yourselves, um, that was your first grand yeah. final success. Um, like you yeah. said, the, because you had a bunch of mates, uh, it just probably made those sort of celebrations on the Sunday and then the Monday even sweeter? Oh, they're always, you can celebrate with anyone, really. Can't you? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Going into 82, um, <laughs> you had, um, like I said, something to prove um, because of yeah. more, I guess, the ISA. Yeah. Um, but how did you guys uh, sort of go into that year? Because um, you'd been a a year out, but you must have been pretty confident that you could sort of, uh, I guess, compete with the bigger clubs. Yeah, we were. We had the 80. We virtually had the same team from 80. Yep. So we all knew each other on that. And Kel Potter came across. Yeah. Before you know. So he was a good goalkeeper. And he took over from Phil Luskin, did he? Yeah. Yep. And then um, in that year, you had a, a couple of uh, other players that sort of joined first grade. You know, you had... The Wolves coach Ken Morton played for a little period there. Um, you had um, John Sekolowski from Cringilla um, turn up, and, and Dave Green sort of made his uh, first sort of first grade sort of debut and, and played the season yeah, he's a as well. Of years younger than me. So it must have been pretty exciting to 
go in with a core group of blokes, but then add sort of that quality to the team. Yeah, John, John Solly was really fast. Yeah, good left foot, lazy, but okay. we had our work as well. We bounced, so. <laughs> yeah. And and that defence, um, although um, yourself and and uh, Socko and and other guys were sort of putting the creating the goals and scoring the goals. Um, your defence that year only conceded 11 goals. Uh, you know, the likes of Cole, Beringer, uh, Morgan, Burley and, and Kel Potter. So um, what made them uh, a tough unit to break down? The good midfield, so you take the pressure. <laughs> no, no, we didn't score that many goals, but we could defend really well. Yeah. It was good, yeah. We, if we lost, it was only 1-0, but we'd win 2-1 and 1-0. We didn't win by much. But, yeah, good. Because you, you had some tough teams still in that division, the likes of Coniston, yeah. Shell Harbour, uh, Berkeley even. So it wasn't um, an easy comp to win, but to win the league after coming up from first division and then going on to win the grand final, it must be uh, a pretty special feeling. Yeah, there's a great replay in the grand final. Yeah. All three grades. Replay reserve grade, replay in the 19s. We won all the replays. I guess for our younger yeah. listeners, they probably don't understand the the rules at the time about you know these games yeah. if they were drawn. There's no uh, penalty shootout. Penalty yeah. shootout. Yeah. You, you go to a extra time and then. So for Fig Tree yeah. in particular, because you was in all three grades, it yeah. wasn't as if you could call on a, a fringe first grader then back up and give you a bit yeah. of extra zest like some of the other clubs may have had. Well, the replays on Tuesday was youth grade and first out of Fernhill. Yeah. And then Thursday the reserve grade played. What about the first game in the grand final? Um, can you talk a bit about that and what you remember? Yeah, it was at Coromel. We're up 1-0, then 1-0, and 2-1, and then 2 all. Yep. They had Barney King and Johnny Bingham was yep. captain coach. They were always a good, good dirty side. Yeah. That physical. Oh, Johnny showed him how to put the studs up. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pommy, say. And and what about yourself? What do you remember of your own performance in in that game? Oh, I didn't go too well the first one, but I got. I remember getting the man of the match in the second one. Yeah. It's probably about fifty bucks in there. <laughs> so, and that one was out yeah. at Fern Hill and, yeah. and what it ended up being the scoreline there was it, and was it a bit weird that you had to sort of play on a Tuesday night yeah. and win yeah. the grand final yeah like Sunday you're ready for celebration you can't celebrate and then yeah. you have a light run on the Monday and then yeah but once it's over it's alright and, <laughs> and most of the guys sort of did all the guys that started on the on the grand final in the first game, did they play all, all of them playing the yeah. Yeah, we, we used to have the same 11 that train on every Every Tuesday and Thursday. Yep. Not like now. <laughs> You've got to need a rope to get them in there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, you probably need more more than a rope and money. And some yeah, club, money, Some yeah. clubs don't have it. <laughs> and for yourself, um, it must have been, uh, I guess, special for you, for you, sort of early 20s then, man of the match in, you know, the IPL then. Mm. Sort of post federation was a strong league in that sort of late seventies, early eighties, and yeah. even through the eighties. So um, was that a pretty good feeling, or you didn't really care about sort of those personal accolades? No, I just I always prefer to win than yep. worry about them. That one um, mm. there, you, you had some, like you said, victory always had good coaches, you know. So um, Bill Burns and Adrian Ringland mm. were always, you know, they were the sort of lower grade coaches, so. People were always, I guess, getting taught how to play and and having sort of, I guess, good football in the other grades, weren't they? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, our reserve were able to win it, but there's only one or two players who have come up and hold it in first grade. Big difference. Yeah, there was? Yeah, there's a big difference in the low reserve grade and first grade. So you really only had probably a squad of 13, 14. Yeah, but never got injuries much. Yep. No, because we trained all the time, I don't know. Yep. It was good. 83 years then, you know, you had the, I guess in the ten- tennis parlance, you had the Grand Slam, but mm. then you just did that again in in 83. So mm. um, what do you recall of, of that year? Because that year, um, again, league champions... And this time, I guess you had some other teams like Rorilla who you end up playing in the grand final um, coming up against. So um, was it a matter of the the boys and, and Phil and Luke and I guess the committee as well were just hungry for success and wanted to just win, win, win? Yeah, it was a win. But you know, once again, we weren't that old, still keen, young. Yep. We got, well, got a couple more players then. People just want to come across and join the family. <laughs> <laughs> And like you said, uh, that year before, John Socko and even Ken Morton, the Wolves coach, uh, joins the club. And then, like you said, this year you get a few more other players. But um, you talk about that family, and um, we can talk a bit about it now. Uh, the blokes have really got a deep friendship. You guys meet you know, every year, and there's probably mm. 20 to 30 guys, and, and they're sometimes they're partners that turn up. So... It really is still a family, even though the club's not going. Yeah. And it's, through that period there, that friendships were developed, not just on the field, but off the field. Yeah, every summer we'd be down for you pub playing darts, yep. all the boys together, see? Not many clubs would do that now in the off-season. Oh, they were... See, we, we used to finish in September, and first training session was end of January. Yeah. So now yeah. they just play games in between, and then... A lot of crap in it, between. It goes, it goes all through nearly, doesn't it? All these little five-a-sides and... How early in the um, '83 season did did you players did the players know that um, Phil and Luke were going to sort of take some time away from the game? Yeah, Luke, they said, "Oh, you always spend three years at the club. That's enough." Yep. But so then they left. So you knew during the year, or the players did that that they were going to leave. Or oh yeah, so yeah, 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 after three years. And and that year, what do you remember about that? Because again, um, you know. You're, you're playing in sort of a, a midfield position. Um, you know, uh, Rob Noakes, even though I guess he's of a, getting to the latter part of his career, you know, as leading goal scorer. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you remember about You're still year? only 26 then, Rob. Yeah. So that's not too bad, yeah. Oh, really were the hard ones. We, we used to hate real, I'll be honest. Yeah. And, and where did that rivalry come <coughs> from, do you think? Oh, just the Spaniards. We just Personalities. <laughs> stir them up and that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just personal, yeah. Because that... <laughs> did you guys meet um, before the grand final in that semi Yeah, the major semi up at Tarawana. And what do you remember about that game? I, I got a penalty. I think we won 1-0 or something. So it was pretty so, tight like, up there? Yeah, so we went straight through. They come and beat Coniston. Uh, because they had the likes of uh, Roberto Hernandez, mm. Barry yeah. Robinson, yeah. Um, Clemente, Panilla, um, Cabanas and that. Or skillful. So um, was that sort of a, I guess, a, a well-drilled fig tree team? Yeah, but uh, you've got to get them, tackle them and hit them. Yep. And put them off their games. Eh? And, and was that a sort of, you know, was that you guys are, a, a, I guess, league champions two years in a row, knew what to do? Or, or was that sort of a, a directive where Phil comes in 
playing against different teams and he goes, well, today yeah. I want you to do a few specific things or was that, was oh, that yeah, how he'd, he'd out who we attack on that and yep. mark this way, give him a kick or that or whatever. Yep. So Phil was very good that way. In oh, yeah, very too. Knowing that, okay, well, Dafkovsky get onto his left foot or, you know, get yeah. onto Hernandez early. Because I think he might have played right on the right wing, that skillful bloke. Hernandez. And he cleaned out. He used to beat him and come back and beat him again. But he's carrying a bit of weight, so after half time he, was, he wasn't seen. So <laughs> good for 40 minutes, that's been it. And, and what do you remember about the uh, the grand final itself? Because it was at Memorial yeah. Park. And, and Soccer got a couple of goals. Yep. I think Larry Berenger got one. Yeah. It was it was 2-1 and then they got a goal, but it was offside. So then we went and got the third one. That sort of sealed it. And um, Memorial Park, um, you'd have some fond memories there. Uh, victory always, I guess, more so than days like today. It was a real community club. So you'd have a lot mm. of support, wouldn't you, on, yeah, on the hill? Little Wembley, I used to call it. Little Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what about the the team that year? Um, you had Sean Billington in goals. Um, mm. uh, what about him as a as a keeper? How do you rate him? He was good. Yeah. They put it across, which is just turn, walk up the halfway, and wait wait for him to kick it. You need he catch it one hand. So there's real trust there. He's a good basketball player too, season. Yeah, but he's good. Very flexible. And like you said, a, a couple of other players came in and, and Bill Newbury yeah. was one of them. So um, Bill, like you said, was welcome into the family. But he Come was across a, some lifesavers. He was a no-nonsense player and a, yeah. a very good... Fortunately, he passed away. Yeah. Cancer. Well, yeah, yeah. He's a good bloke. Liked to drink. Yeah. So he blended in good. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the likes of, um, I guess, um, Ian Lewis and, and Mick Maguire? Um, yeah, Mick... Mick only played a little bit here and there. Yep. He was come up from reserve grade. But Ian Lewis, he was a hard man. Yeah. He destroyed him in midfield for us, do all the tackling and So the main sort of skillful or, or top player of the other team, he would sort of be the match up guy for them? Well yeah, fifty fifty balls yep. and just win the ball and give it to us skillful blacks. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course you had, you know, the the likes of um Socko, like you said, yeah. and and uh, Daryl Burley who you played with and, and Gene Cooper, rubber. Yeah, Robert, he's, he's good. He could run all day, that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it a matter of, um, at this time, uh, it'd been a couple of years, but the Wolves were back on the scene. Um, Ferry Meadow had gone to State League. Um, you know, yeah. you'd sort of made your name for yourself. Was there um, ever a time in this period where either, I guess, the Wolves or, or Ferry Meadow... Um, Maybe even Wollongong Macedonia said, well, because they were in state league, Phil, come across, would like to have a go. Yeah, I used to go for a couple of runs every now and then, but I couldn't get interested. You've got to be keen and want to do it. Yeah. I just want to start with the boys. Was that more just you knew yourself that that was your personality, that you just didn't want to, you're in a great situation where you were, yeah. and so to come out of that and then it just didn't Travel really interest Sydney, you? Yeah, 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 I was just comfortable, happy with what I'm doing. When you look back on your career, though, do you ever think, uh, are you a what-if man and go, well, I probably could have made it or I could have given it a go? No, I, I knew I could make it. I just didn't want to. I, didn't, yeah. I was happy where I was. Were you comfortable no, with I don't regret it one day, wouldn't I? Because we won. Yeah. We we'll swapped the grand finals for everything. And was there a specific um, time where you were sort of maybe nearly across the line or would you only go for a couple of sessions? Uh, yeah. Noddy, when he coached me, asked me over, I said, yeah. no, I'm not around. 
Yeah. I just, I just come from where I was and yeah, and be with the boys and happy to do that. And and what about did Ferry Meadow ever come knocking? Yeah, I actually, they used to have a, a yearly game against the Wolves. Okay. In eighty and in eighty one, I played for them. Okay. We got a one all draw with them at the old Police Boys Ground. So you were sort of, I guess. Um, Persuaded to even play in this game, so you thought about it. Oh, that's it? a one-off game. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if Carr, Carr used to coach for him, you know, if he hadn't went there and coached him, maybe I would have followed. But yeah, you know, I was just just happy where I was. So eighty um, eighty four, um, yeah. like like we said earlier on in the interview, that um, uh, Phil and Luke had mm. stepped down, and, mm. and Adrian had sort of taken the reins. Um, that year wasn't, I guess, as successful. Yeah. Um, but how was Adrian? Because I've spoken to him, and he's a he's a great guy, and yeah. he's done a lot in the game. So, and he'd been at the club for a period of time. So, um, how did you find Adrian as first grade coach? I played half reserve grade actually. Yeah. I just couldn't get interested. I know when it was Carrie wasn't there, my mate. And that. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. Because you developed a, a very, very close relationship, mm. and and Phil sort of, I guess, if people don't know Phil, he's a very sort of nice guy loves a chat and mm. extremely knowledgeable about yeah. the game but he'd sort of I guess developed a, a closer friendship with you yeah yeah so 84 yeah. and I just I just couldn't get into it yep put on a bit of weight and that so and do you think uh, I guess it wasn't just you you guys were still competitive around fifth yeah. um, but do you think the other guys in the team sort of had a bit of a I guess a drop off as well yeah we did lose a couple in Lewis went to Fernhill yep they had a good turn. They won it that year, and yeah, I just we just went as strong. Oh, Sean! I think Sean Billington went might have went to the Wolves. Yep, lost him. Just yeah, it was just wasn't as good. And speaking of that, um, Fernhill team that year, um, they were under I think it was Jerry Walker. Yeah. Um, did you see them that year? And and what did you? Were they a very strong team? No, they they did double. Team. Alan Thompson played for them. Yep. And some good players there. Yeah, they deserved to win it that year. We didn't make the semis that year. And was that a disappointment at the club? Because for a club, for that, I guess, that period from 80 to 83, you said yeah. making grand finals every year and, and the whole club as well was... Yeah. Were the bikes sort of a bit disappointed or... Used just to be in the semis. Yeah, it didn't worry me because I, was, I wasn't into it that year, so... And do you think, um, looking back now, that it was, uh, I guess, a, a lucky thing that uh, Phil and, and Luke came back to the club? Yeah. Because your career and, and the clubs might have been different if they'd appointed someone else. Because, like you said, uh, Phil and Luke had a, a relationship with the guys and had history there. Mm. And if someone new had come in, you might have had still that success that was coming. But like someone like yourself who wasn't interested might have... Yeah. If Carrie had taken another club, man, I would have been there, see? <laughs> so they come back. Um, is that where sort of your motivation then sort of comes back into it? And Yeah, we did, we come about third last that year. Yeah, it was we, a bit of a change. We signed so. up all these big stars and we went, Ronnie Vandervoort, Paul Morgan, Kevin O'Donnell. I thought, oh, we'll get a heap of goals this year. No, yeah. Got nothing. <laughs> so, I don't know, the whole team probably didn't play well. And and that's strange that that year because like you said on paper on paper a strong yeah. team you know Ron had done so much yeah. at Shell Harbour 
um, you know, at Coniston. Yeah. So he was a strong player, and so were those other guys. Well, just, so, quite, just, just not them three. No one really played up to yeah. their standard, probably. Yeah. I don't know, just, Can you put a finger on that? Because the coaches knew. Yeah, it was nice on paper, but it just didn't, just didn't transpire into the field. It wasn't a great year, but did you think at that point, did you ever think of stopping, stopping playing, or nah, were you still nah. keen? You loved the game? I was going to play for you until I was too old. Yep. Yeah. And the next year, um, in 86, it was a bit better. Um, I think it was fifth spot. Um, you know, I guess the yeah had a whole sort of host of players. A few move on, but then some of these uh, Wolves... Yeah, we got all youth. the best. They won the comp, and we got, we got them all over here. So, so how did that come about? Was that more, do you think that was... Um, like the year before when some of those I think guys... Luke, Luke, Luke got him more. He talked yep. to a field got him once one. Well, Darren Rees, he was with him. He was a figgy junior. Yeah. But Tony Donnelly come first. And then the following year, Darren Rees and uh, Jeff Wright was a heap of them. Yeah, Brett Farragher, yeah. you know. Yeah, he was, but Jeff Wright was a figgy junior too. Yeah, and and do you think that was more of a case of um, because you have done what you'd done that, you know, Fig Tree had a good name on the field, but as well as that, you were family, like you said, you yeah, treated outsiders pretty yeah, well. Yeah, they, they, they got in well with us and that, and yeah. they were joking that, it was good. Young, fresh faces, do a run and that, that's good. <laughs> and, but every time we won a grand final, we had about eight, nine local juniors. In 83, we had nine local juniors yeah. in the t- in the grand final team. And I don't think... How many um, clubs can boast that? Yeah, I don't think that percentage can be... Better. And no money. Everyone got the same money. So it was just a sort of... Win, draw, you lose, loss, get the training. Get the training. So no nothing money. for a loss? No. Just uh, a win and a draw uh, payment? In 83, probably 20 for a win and 10 for a draw or something. Yep. I started off on $11 a win and 5 bucks a draw. 16 years later, I finished on 50 a win and 25 a draw. <laughs> so I didn't play for money. Because <laughs> I think there was a bit of a myth there. that, um, uh, And I guess, mm. I guess some of it comes about because of jealousy. The fig tree were paying more money than they were, but yeah. Ian Withridge, who I've interviewed, <laughs> and like you said, you know, you know probably some of the figures because a you got paid it, and were one of the better players. But you know, your dad was on the committee. It was just a myth, wasn't it? That, yeah, it was. You a, guys were how much they paying you to keep you? All the all the ethnics used to say that. Come to us, come to us. Because you would have had offers over the years, not talking wolves or oh, yeah, or Ferry yeah, Meadow, yeah, and, yeah. and so like you said. You're getting 20 and 10, so you would have been getting offered a lot more for some of those clubs. It would have oh, been yeah. tempting in terms of a money. money. Yes, but yeah, Bobby Fry offered me one year. And yep. The Serbs offered me a Ute and about five grand, weren't you? Wow. Luke was coached on that year. That year um, as well, some of the other guys, and and like we talked about, the, the coaches at the club... Um, some of these other players, once they sort of, either when they're still playing or when they finish, they sort of then go to the lower grades. And the likes of Steve Sowery and Larry Berenger and Rob Noakes, you know, they're coaching the lower grades. So that's always got to be beneficial. And, and that was part of the strength of the club, wasn't it? Yeah, they won the comps when they coached too. Steve won in 84, wasn't it? 80, yeah. And Robbie and Larry won it too in the 19s. And so that made it easier yeah, on so everyone. good, yeah. Just victory, guys. <coughs> Continuing with the club, uh, the next year in in eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to eighty seven, that eighty six um, the year uh, Norm Flanagan had had a very strong uh, bull eye team. 
what do you remember about them? Yeah, they went undefeated all year. Yeah. He always reminds me. <laughs> Only team to be undefeated. I said, yeah, but you had 18 draws. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, they're a good team. Boy. Yeah. Well coached, well drilled. And who were some of their main players? So, so yeah. you, Lewis, yeah. Ian Lewis, he was my age. Uh, Ronnie Venable's brother was at the back. Yeah. I think Ronnie played for him too. Gruy, Michael Grew, Tony Charnock, yeah. Warren Baker, all and, good players. Kevin, Kevin up. But they're all, they're yeah. all local, not local junior. Mainly Winuna juniors come across yeah. the ball a bit, all up that way. And they were just a And they weren't big players, were family club like us. And as well as that, people, um, I guess, well, a lot of us don't, but, you know, Norm Flanagan was a great coach as well. Yeah. yeah that was his third grand final. He lost in 84 to Fernhill. Yeah. Aris in 85 right. and then finally won it, beat Fernhill 1-0 in 86. And then they had a hoodoo themselves as yeah. a club for a long period. Yeah, we beat them twice. <laughs> <laughs> 87, um, again, sort of slightly um, with these other players getting stronger again. And... Um, uh, this year, um, you won the uh, the Bampton Cup uh, against uh, my home club or my club, uh, yeah. Bowgiani. Um, uh, like you said, you guys at Fig Tree never took it seriously until you got to the latter stages of it. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you remember of, of that uh, Bampton Cup final? Yeah, the, well, Bowgiani have done well. They, they were a really young team. They were 16, 17, some of them. Yeah. Darren Jones and that. And all. So we expect to win, I suppose. Yeah. But it's still a hard game there, up at South Coast. South Coast Crash yeah. yeah. I don't know what, I can't remember, 2 nils. Yeah, it was 2 nil. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't bad for them, bad effort, but it was our first band map ever for Fig Tree. Yeah. Fig Tree never won one before that. Yeah, well, that's a strange yeah. one in itself, isn't it? That um, what you guys had done uh, elsewhere. It shows, see, we didn't care until we got up to the semis <laughs> or that. Or the last eight, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and you just finished fourth. Um, yeah. Uh, that year, but knocked out by Cringilla, Cringilla United 1 0. Um, minor semi at Port Kemba. Um, what do you remember about that game? Neves, you missed a sitter. <laughs> it could have been up. <laughs> nah, he's gone. Yeah, it was close, just 1 0. But Cringilla went and got the grand final. But South Coast Croatia were the hot team that year. Yeah, and, and talk a bit about them because they were, uh, from all reports, and mm. I spoke to Joe Coelho as well, that yeah. they, um, and they had Max and and mm. some other guys, but the way they played the game as well, they're a very attractive Quick, team yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, And then, I think Neil, was Neil Williams coach, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah but he was, a, he, he was a stud man too. Yeah. Well, they got to watch them pommies. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they were a good team. Yep. They beat Congelot 3-1 in the grand final. So do you think even if you'd made it, it would have been hard to, yeah, to beat those Yeah, we beat them once during the year. Yeah. figure figured 2-0, but that, the class shows through in the grand finals. Yep. So that, they, they deserve to win, so... And speaking of um, when you come against some of those teams, do you think um, teams always found it hard at, uh, at Harry Graham to sort of, it was a smaller ground? Do you think other teams found it a bit more difficult to a break? I don't think it was down? that small, it was just because it was, had the trees. Yeah, my dad used to mark it. Yeah. Before the fence, it used to be 110 by 76. Okay. But then you had to bring it in a little bit yeah. for the wife, but it wasn't that small of a ground. It was just, yeah, just, just hard for the ball boys when it yeah, in the creek face. side get get the canine sides better. <laughs> <laughs> and did you always have the canine side when no, you? No, I done the both sides. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that like I said, Darren knees. Um, 
talk a bit about Darren. Um, you know, he, he, he could find the net or the onion bag. Best forward in day, mate. And, and, and talk a bit about why he was so good a player. He, he Off the mark when he wanted to go, boom, he, he could yep. just turn him easy. Skillful. Slip it through the legs, run the other way. Yep. Had a good shot on him, could hit a ball. Smart too. Yep. He'd, Donnie used to be the runner. He was the, Nisi was the, the smart man, see? Curry always had a runner with a skillful bloke. Okay. So it was and good. that was just the, the combo that yeah, he always yeah, worked with? Yeah. I remember one day Bullo Nisi come across the byline and just boom, drawed it straight up on the post. My dad said it was the best goal he's ever seen. Wow. So he can... And that's the first time we boot Bullo in the competition games for years. So he could do mm. the simple stuff, but he could do spectacular as well. Oh, yeah, he was lazy, though. He carried a bit of beef, but, yeah, but you wouldn't swap the quiz, I wouldn't. But like you said, um, you always had... Around that of, box. Oh. You had sort of Donny doing sort of the hard yards yeah. and... But over 10 knees he could go. He yeah. was a sprint champion in his day in, yeah. in school and that. Yeah, so he was good. Well, it just makes a difference when you, you've you got, I guess, a good defence, but also a bloke that can score and, like you said, a, a midfield as well that can... And do the hard yards. So that next year, um, I guess there was a, a a bit of a. You had the South Coast Croatias still, um, and you still had, I guess, Bulleye who had had a change there from from Norman Flanagan to John Frew. Um, you then, um, I guess, this was was this Fields' first year in in '88 by himself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they both. There's a bit of a. They had a. Both put in for the job, Luke and okay. Everett. So and was that was that sort of a, a I guess as players you just didn't care too much, or was it a bit sad to to see the partnership finish? Oh yeah, but Carrie says going to put in for it, and then Luke put in, and, and Adrian put in as well. Yep. So oh, I would prefer Carrie. I'll be honest. Yep. He's a brain stopper, so I was happy with it. Yep. But there was no sort of I guess. Um, like I've spoken to people before, when Norm left at Bulleye, there was you know two or three players that were, I guess, upset by it yeah. and moved on and didn't stick around. It wasn't the case at Victory then. No, the, Luke, people, the people got. That's upset. when Luke went to Serbia. Yep. And I got offered five grand in the car, but I wasn't going to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Carly, Paul Cole went over and yep. Mark Burnside. Yeah. That's all. They were reserve graders by then anyway, so. You then um, that year it was sort of a, I guess a start of a, a sort of another grand final run, yeah. And um, I guess you weren't um, good enough during the year. You were fourth, but around about hey, on the last round we had to play last place Metagong. Shalaba was thirty nine points. We were thirty eight. Someone else was thirty eight, and Bullo was thirty seven. Well, I was only team one and jumped everyone the last game and won the championship. That's why he's come fourth. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, now. We, lost, we got having 4-1 up there. Well, the team coming last. <laughs> <laughs> that year was still highly successful. He's won back-to-back Bampton Cups. Yeah. Um, this time against South Coast Croatia. Yeah. So, um, obviously, they were still a red-hot team. Yeah. Um, Three nil, get three nil victory. What do you reckon? Three one was it? Three one or three nil? Three nil. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that was up at Croatia's ground too. So how was that to sort of uh, beat a team like that? That, like you said, were very difficult to sort of come up. Yes, against? and it gets you ready for the the finals too. Is it? Yeah, it's always played the week before time. finals. Yeah. And that year, um, 
another another grand final. Um, this time against uh, against Bolo, who were the league champions. Yeah. Um, what do you recall about that game? Because that one um, there um, there was a huge, I guess, tactical switch by Kari. Yeah. Um, in turn, specifically, he, he rang me up in the morning. Yeah, tell us a bit about that because it was pouring rain. Because where were you playing during the year in that centre midfield? In the midfield, but when he. He trusts me at the back to do the talking and sew it up. So, and it rained all night and that. I had to go and get my mate's footy boots. It was steel studs. Really? Yeah, I, I never wore steel studs. I had them. Yeah, so I was playing at the back. Put the shin pads on, steel studs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was piece, pouring rain. And she said, okay, you're playing sweeper today? I said, oh, thanks a lot. Eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. It was before the grand final. So what, <laughs> what is that like? Like you said, you get called up, I guess, in your head, you're probably coming off Thursday's session thinking, okay, I'm going to come up against this guy yeah. and I'm going to try and do this and this is what I need to work on. And then 8 o'clock the morning of, yeah, um, right. you get the call and you go, oh, jeez, I've got to go no, back so it here. Doesn't, so I can turn off or turn within an hour. Yep. If he told me an hour before the game, I could just all right, I'm going to tackle now. Mentally, you're completely different, yeah. So I used to hate wearing shin pads. Yep. When I went to the back of the hospital, I was shin pads. <laughs> Luckily, I found these boots. I've been sliding all over the joint. Because, like yeah. you said, um, it's no because um, we're at Little Wembley at Memorial yeah. Park, but but it was a really wet day, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it rained. It was just mud. Because there was a yeah. there was talk that there was a chance that because there was so much rain that it may get called off. Yeah, but not very far. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. But yeah, I, I think they played all the games. Yeah, I'm not sure on the maybe they played some out the back. Sometimes they used to, I'd, no, they would have played on the outside. Yeah. And, and what do you remember about the game specifically? Because it was at Sweeper and, and, and that day, um, Jan Cooper, uh, Rubber, got a, he was the other tactical switch as well. Yeah, because he was a runner, so he could run all day. So Donnie wasn't, Donnie come in the following year. Yeah, so Nisha got the first goal. He's worried, I can't believe I scored a goal in the grand final. <laughs> so that was his first grand final goal. Yeah. Because he only come the following, the previous year. And, and what about Bulli, um for you at the back? Um, was it more, um, apart from, I guess, the passing, it was more the talking and the organisation yeah. that Phil, Phil wanted Keep your man you. tight. I said, can you touch him, get closer? Yeah. You know, just, uh, just sew it up Bill, in the wet. I used to be able to give myself good depth too. Yeah. And he threw balls, like, read it, see. You can see where they're going to kick it, and I was, could be there waiting for it. Just got to read the play. And, and do you think, um, like we went back to earlier in the interview, that you had, um, I guess, do you think you developed that over in time? Or do you think, because people know you as a skillful player, but also as a person that reads the game, did that reading of the game, it was always there? Or, or yeah, does, does experience help it? Or did you oh, always A little bit. I, I just come naturally. Yeah. Just natural. So I didn't have to work on it or that, just... See it and boom, what was going to happen? Because, especially on a day like that, where mm. I guess you've uh, got a very good team in Bulleye mm. with a, a lot of attacking threats and, and a wet ground, it, it must have been. I think Tony Charnock was out too, which was good. Suspended well, or something. One of the big players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 89. Um, Darren Nees this time goes to, to sort of top goal scorer um, that year in 89. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. That year. Um, there was a lot of wet weather. Yeah. Through the competition out. We wanted to win the Burbank three times. And you just couldn't do the no. travel. Yeah. So we washed it out. Um, mm. But in saying that, um, 
it still must have been satisfying. You're there, thereabouts, fourth, and then yeah. um, there must have been, I guess, a belief in the team that semi-final football, like you said, the the better teams sort of come to play, and and Fig Tree was one of those better teams. Yeah, because we only come fourth. We were actually I had a bet with the bull. I said we'll win it. He bet me twenty bucks, Sarge, yep. and I won <laughs> twenty bucks. Yeah, we beat in the, we beat Fernil two nil, and at Brandon Park. And Croatia up at Tarawana, 2-1, two, two and then the grand final. Yeah, because yeah. all mm. those teams, like I think at, at that point, maybe Jerry had finished and Norm had taken over at Fern Hill, and, yeah. and Croatia was still a strong team. And yeah, the, I think Croatia had that, the real estate, uh, his second name. Mullen. Mullen, Andy yep. Mullen, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, Mullen, he was coaching So, um, again, it was a repeat of the year before in terms of the two teams. Mm. Um, yeah. I guess uh, at Memorial Park again, yeah. it was practically, I guess, yeah. you, know, you knew what you were coming in for both teams. This was dry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you weren't at the back this time either. No. So what do you recall of that grand final? Uh, went extra time. Yep. And, all, and um, Donnie cut a ball back and easy tapped it in. First half of extra time. Yeah. And, and at that know. point, do you think you, you knew you had it? Oh, no, that was still another 15 minutes, another half of extra time to go. And um, both teams were... Do you think it was more of a defensive game, that one? Oh, or was it just chance? People panic a bit in grand finals. That yep. Where they normally play us, they just want to clear it out. And so, you know, it's, grand finals never reach their potential most of the time, do they? I don't reckon. No. And anyway. But for you, mentally, it was never never an issue. You knew what you no. had to do. Yeah. And, and part of your preparation was, well, I know what I... Actually, that time... I, I, I got me in a match, me and Tony Donnelly shared it. Yeah. But uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning, I ate as many spuds and water as I could at 9, I had nothing. Really? And I said, read it and boom. And was that a normal preparation? No, no? just a one-off, I ran like, ran like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Should have it every time, shouldn't I? I remember I eating as many spuds as I could, just water for the rest yep. of the day, boom. The team itself obviously was yeah. as a, a quality team and yeah, you get some... Some different people in and out. Yeah, at the core. Of it wasn't the quite as strong as the other years at '89 team, I think. Yeah, do you think that one was underrated? That team, in the sense of what they achieved compared to on paper, anyway. The... Yeah, I think so. It was Ronnie Glass got injured. He was turned off, and we had to bring another bloke in there, but he done a good job. And yeah, so went all right. Oh, when you come forward, good to win it from fourth. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And do you think, um, as well as that? Phil as well, and, and, and even a little bit Luke when you ha- had him, that as, as a coach, he's, like I said, he reads the game well, has a lot of great tactical knowledge that, you know, he takes it pretty easy, doesn't get too nervous, or, no, or what no. was his preparation like on, on a grand final day in terms of oh, talking just, to the team and whatnot? Just the same. Yep. In the shed now before the game. He doesn't change any? No, just the same as every like a normal game. And what was his sort of normal? Oh, the week before we trained a couple yeah. extra goes. Yeah. But it's light by then. You can, you can just have the lights. It's Take warm, it easy. warmer. It's nice. And and what was Phil's sort of pre-game sort of talk like? He, he never raised his voice. Even yeah. when he was angry, he never yelled that. He, yeah. he, even in life, he won't yell. It's, it's good. It's good though. I think players like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just nice and calm. 
So does he ever sort of, because um, he can, you know, he can tell a joke or a bit of a story, does he sort of lighten the mood in the shed sometimes? If it was, me or him do that. Huh? <laughs> me or him. <laughs> Mainly me. <laughs> With a joke or something. But uh, not, not one to sort of uh, put a rocket up people, more no, just no. keep it calm. Yeah. Pre-game half I have a coach go, you do this, yeah. yeah. But he'll say, look, do this, always calm, it's good. And we, I wish I had his nature a bit. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> and that year, um, I guess, just as an aside, that um, in 89, uh, the Victory Junior Soccer Club had their silver anniversary. So uh, for you, and, and there was, like you said, Ian and Daryl and, and quite a few others there that had been juniors as well, it, it must be pretty proud that, you know, you'd been up until this point in time and, and later on as well that, it was just victory that you know you played your junior soccer and yeah. then you seen it's all together yeah yeah all the juniors that's the foundation yeah as i said it's, curry could see that he said he never had a team with such mature young players he said yeah. me Burley and soxie and that so it was good the next year um another another quality year for mm. the club was another grand final win um and a championship and and like you, some people like like to call it. I guess the minor premiership, the minor. But I yeah. I, I prefer the leagues. But yeah. either or. That's back in juniors. That minor, the minor and major. But again, you know, you you had some strong teams. Bulldog was there still. Uh, Cringilla yeah. was strong. Fernhill, Aris, Aris or as Olympic, well. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so for yourselves and and Neasy again scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, it must have been good to, to win the league again um, and, and be top of the tree. Yes. Oh, it's always better. The club likes it. They get a couple of grand out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Give us nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But Fernell were good to be that year too. Norman, Fernell. Yeah. And, and they were the sort of, I guess, team to sort of come up against you guys in the grand final. Yeah. Well, 2 0 each. Yep. Yeah. Another one at, at, at Memorial. And, and what made, um, sort of, I guess, Fernhill a, a sort of a, a, a good team that year? Because obviously Norm Norm had the reins and I guess Norm and, and Phil had their sort of, they were sort of yeah, mates. mates from South Carolina. I think Norm United was Curry's best man at his wedding. They had the likes of uh, Spider in goals, Craig Armour. Yeah. He's um, a figure junior. Yeah. He, he left was, because Sean Billington, so he yeah. knew he wouldn't get a run. Otherwise, he couldn't play for figure all them years. Yeah, some, <laughs> I guess a couple of um, luck. just luck when you Fernhill stalwarts that were once figgy guys. John Walker is another one, yeah. whiskey, um, and and Craig being another. Yeah. So, so they were, I guess, a, a difficult team. You know, Mickey White, Curtin, um, Blakely, Thompson, Ronnie Vandervoort up front, Vandervoort. You know, Proxy. I don't know if Proxy was still around, but what do you mean? Hill grew. Yeah, you know, they had some a couple of bull eye guys, I guess, yeah. and. And, uh, and and Mickey as well. Um, so what was that game like uh, that you recall of it? I remember the first 10 minutes, ran to the pump, 15 minutes, they attacked yep. and attacked, but couldn't score. And Curry, they were attacked by Curry. Their centre-half used to love dribbling it out. Yep. So Curry said, let him dribble out a couple of times. And after a while, Donnie turned and got him. Donnie went, took, turned, got, got the ball, went and scored. Well, one nil up just like that, after being under the pump. And, and what about Donnie? Talk a bit about him and and what he brings to the table as a as an a, as a player. Oh, he's a lovely bloke, don't he? He's fast. Oh, he's quick over, not that quick over ten. 
Yeah. But over 30 and can do it over and over again. Yeah. He got a good shot on him, left and right foot. And was just that great sort of Fitness. partner with, yeah. with yeah, his. Yeah, yeah. Got the runner and the skillful bloke there. And what about um, Larry Larry at the back? Um, you know, yeah, he came back that year, He Larry. came back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what was it like... Um, having Larry in the back because so, yeah. I, I only saw him um, sort of probably those years and then he went to Kiama obviously but no, he, went, he went to uh, Free Meadow Kiama after yeah, 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 in the yeah, 90s yeah, but yeah, yeah he went to Free Meadow yeah. there for a period but what made him a good defender oh, big and strong in his head yep German yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's a good hard bloke so. very strong him and Barney used to always have the Barney King have the booms, the fights on the field. <laughs> and, and you guys um, also had some other guys and, and a bloke yeah, that yeah. I'm well aware of in, in Jamie Dummett. Um, yeah. You know he would have brought a lot of uh, and Stevie Hall too. He, he he got the goal. Yeah. He's a good player. Down Can you the talk left. a bit about those two guys and what they brought to the table? Yeah, Dummo come from the Wolves too. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, he good solid player. Dummo can tackle good. Yeah. Plays off good. Steve was really quick down the left. Yeah. Because there's one bloke, Robbie Boomer from Bully, said, oh, Harley, get out there, I'm not chasing him. You, <laughs> you go and run for him all day, I'm not chasing him. And do you think uh, that was, uh, I guess, the success of the team, that you guys can just make, have those bikes that can do certain jobs and, yeah, and yeah. help people out? Yeah, we had good players all over the park. It wasn't really a weak position there. And, and, and other bikes, like... Uh, Soxie, Ian Witheridge, uh, what about him as a player? He's good, he is fit, yep. very fit, tackle. Not as skillful, but carry always like a couple of tacklers and a couple of skillful blokes. Sort of a mix of yeah, up front, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Mark Troth? Oh yeah, that bloke, couldn't he run? He quicker than the deer. <laughs> but when he got the ball, he a different story. He didn't know what to do with himself, you know. Great player, but not a great footballer. And and do you think that that was um, uh, Phil's skill as a coach that he could sort of get a mix of blokes and know that well, well Brownie, yeah. Brownie he can do this on the ball he can read the game but then yeah, blend them you got Donny okay you can do the work and Neasy can that he could blend a team together yeah, and because when Neasy left in '93 and went to um, Olympic mm, with Peter yeah. Willis. And he's, and Neves, he said, I'm getting goals, why don't you play me? He said, of course, you're not fit. He never, he's never been fit all his life, and he gets goals. Willis should have stuck him in there. They might have beat Kinjil in the grand final a couple of times. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> but it's just like you said, yeah. that, that, that was Phil Carr's sort of, yeah. I guess, strong suit. There's that, no one better around the box than Neves. That he could mix those bikes up. Why would you put him on the bench? Well then, uh, yeah, you wouldn't get into, you wouldn't have to worry about a sort of uh, last minute uh, yeah. goal that wasn't a goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Murray blew the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety-one um, league champions, <laughs> and um, and then <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Bowgowney. <laughs> but but again, um, Bowgowney early on in that year, mm. uh, I think. Um, for whatever reason, they didn't have the bottle to sort of win the league, and and you guys um, came through in the last few rounds and yeah. and were the better team all year. Um, it was it was pretty close, but you know, the league again, it must be, I guess, great. You know, it's back from eighty two, eighty three that you then 
do the double again. Yeah, we did do the double in '91. Yeah. We just like, like '90 and then '91. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Same blokes there. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there was a couple of blokes retired after that. Daryl Bell retired. So. But the the grand final itself, you came up against uh, my my Balgani Rangers and. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, in terms of our history, we hadn't done much yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Um, we'd been, a, I guess, a, a federation or a state league team, and then sort of uh, what came back into, uh, I think, in '76, back into the second division or or lower leagues, and, and I think '89 we came back into to Premier League. So this was a sort of big day for us, um, mm. especially after we sort of had a chance to win the league, um, and we had. I guess both clubs were pretty similar in that sense. We were a slightly younger team, but yeah. but both teams were full of local juniors from both junior clubs. Yeah, yeah. It was boiling, about 38 degrees that day. Yeah. That's my excuse. It was too hot. <laughs> it was boiling. And and what do you remember about the game? It was hot. Oh, they deserved to win. Yeah. yeah. And then Tony Donnie tells me now at a reunion, when Freddie got the cigar, he could have got to that, but he would have hit the post and hurt himself. That's the same city, you bastard. <laughs> so we might have got one all. <laughs> but did you think, because um, it was an upset, um, yeah. and it was very rare, I guess, for a fig tree team in that era to, because you, you guys were going for three grand finals yeah, in yeah, a row. Yeah. Did, was that really ever spoken about, or you guys were just, no. that game is that game, and then you talk about... Yeah, now we're three in a row, you just go to win the game, and... Didn't turn out that way, so. And and for your that's life. For yourself, um, you'd had a few grand finals there, um, that were successful. Um, it had been a long while that victory had sort of uh, lost one like that. Um, how did that go down in terms of, I guess after after game celebrations? Oh, just go back have a beer again. Yeah. Went back on the frat the next day with the boys. Yeah, so it's, you forget it. It's only district soccer, remember? Yeah. You, you get over quick. It's only suburban football. Yeah. Uh, for yourself, though, um, you were sort of, I guess, mm. into your 30s then? Yeah, 30, yeah, 30 that year. Uh, mm. So were you, um, do you think that's when you were, you still had all your skills, but the, the experience was making you even better player? Oh, no, the victory was just consistent all the time. Yep. Each week we go out and put in a pretty good performance. So. But yourself personally? Yeah, I was more consistent probably. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the next year, um, again, mm. another another successful year, um, although mm. on, on goal difference just yeah. didn't win the league. That would have been a sort of treble of league championships. So I think yeah. Coniston got yeah. you guys on goal difference, yeah. Coniston Macedonia. Um, yeah. uh, but again... Uh, Four, four fifth, fifth, fifth grand, four, fourth grand final in a row? Five, five, five in a row. It was five yeah. in a row. Yeah, 88 to 92. Yeah. So what's that like at a club? Do you think, like you said, um, experience and class help win grand finals most of the time? And, and do you think that once you got into semi-final football, you guys knew yeah, what you needed to do? We're always confident once we got there. Yeah. We had always another gear left in us. Like Bull, I played beautiful soccer all the year. They never seemed to have that other gear left yep. in the, where we could go a couple of gears, which is good in a way. Yeah. And was that just the blokes, the playing group, just pushing each other? Oh, I don't know. It's 
just comes next. You back up a bit more when you know it's a yep. final out, don't you? Because um, Coniston that year and mm. were, were similar to yourselves from the eighty the eighty one fig tree team. They'd come up from the first yeah. division the year before, won the league this year, and were in the mm. grand final. But um, unlike you guys that did that in eighty two, when you come up in eighty one, they couldn't win the grand final because they came up against a, I guess a red hot fig tree. They team. had their presentation the night before too. Is that, is that right? Yeah, they they, they went there all state sober. But I don't give a shit. That's good. It still would have been. A, yeah, it's not real good, is it? No, they had it booked. They must have thought they might be the, the white or something, so they couldn't cancel it. So not not a good preparation, is it? <laughs> and uh, I guess Phil Murphy at the time um, described mm. it as Illawarra's most successful team, and and I don't think most people, if not anyone, could really lay an argument the other way. So um, a four-one victory. What do you remember of the game? It was raining again. Yep. There's only about twenty people there. Right? Is that a bull eye? See, it wasn't, yeah, bulls, it wasn't Coromel. Not as good as Coromel. You prefer Coromel? I always love Coromel, the open spaces. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, once again, Neasy. Neasy got a hat trick. But we, we, lost, we lost Sean Billing that year. We had new keeper, Paul Jones. You know well. Yeah. It's Darren Jones' brother. Yeah. He's a Belgaudi. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of other blokes. But Darrell Billy had gone, um, Sean had gone. Because you had Rod Hill in there as Yeah, Rod Hill come from Fern Hill. He was a good centre half. And what made him uh, a good player? He was he was good in the air like Larry, a bit more skillful than Larry. Yep. Yeah. And could lay a ball off a bit better, but yeah, he's a good football. And and um, you spoke before in the uh, the previous year's grand final about Tony Donnelly. What was what was Tony like as a player? Oh he's he's sweet, he's good. Yep. He'd blend into attacks, dad the extra man that good. Yep. Yeah, so. Just the fitness to join in. Yeah, or the brains too. To yeah. And and was there a main um, guy? Was it was it Graham Fletcher that um, Phil had sort of targeted in the Coniston team, or was it um, you know Rady Stefanovski that yeah. Phil was sort of when he sort and of and Dean Gardner they had a good team. Yeah, yeah, they were all forwards. Yeah, yeah, target them. I mean, the defence has got to watch them. Yep. Yeah, you know they're a good team, but. Harry Sutton was the coach. Yeah. So it was another great victory, and, and yeah. like you said again, um, a sprinkling of uh, fig, Figgy Juniors in there as well. Yeah, but, but then Soxie retired after that, and a couple more left. Our foundations were cracking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and could you see that as well? That yeah, because we lost Shaver and Sean. If we had a Sean and Shaver or Daryl Belly from the year before, yep. we might have won the championship. I don't know. You never know. Just take a couple of players out. The next year wasn't a great year yeah. in terms of injuries, in terms of, um, you know, Stevie Hall had a, a knee reconstruction yeah. and, and Jeff Wright had a serious back injury. Um, and like you said, you lost a, a couple yeah. of players. So yeah. so it must have... It was a sort of frustrating year, I guess, that yeah. you didn't have all players on deck. And, and, and other clubs were paying more money now too. Because that really came into force, didn't it? Yeah, you can't get players out of money then. It's all right when you've got your local juniors. Yep. But you got Curry go and ask to play for another team. Well, how much are you going to give me? What could Curry say? Yeah. I can try and win you a trophy. Because <laughs> <laughs> people did come at the time to, to play for victory because you guys were uh, a successful team. Yeah. So it goes some of the way, but like you said, the yeah. money had gone yeah. to that next level, hadn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. Like Olympic, that, and Cringilla. Yep. Their team, Zifgo. Yeah, huge. Horsley. Huge lineup. 
all Port Higgs and all those sort of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality yeah, players. Yeah. Was it 95 or 96 that you finished up? 95. Yeah. And was that Phil's last year? Yeah, he went to 96. He went to 96. Yeah. Then he said, oh, I can't keep coaching to avoid relegation. So. But he was at Coromel Junior, and that's he wanted to go and coach there. Yeah, at Northern United. Yeah. What about yourself? Those, um, I guess you can't complain about a career that, you know, has multiple grand finals, league championships, Bampton Cups, um, even, and we haven't spoken about it, you know, you've played Illawarra Raptors seniors as well. Yeah. Was it sort of disappointing in your mind that the club, near the end of your career, you weren't going out on a high or it didn't matter to no, you? No, it didn't matter. I, I knew the club had no money that, and we all get old and yeah. I wasn't as good a player then, so... It all comes to an end one day, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, for yourself, though, yeah. um, that last year, where did you always have in your mind that, okay, you knew during the year or the start of the year that this was going to be your last year, or did something happen that you thought... Oh. Well, 96, Curry City, I was late going to train or something, you, you, you better get to training, you're going to be a long way behind. I said, yeah, I'm, I'll just pay reserve back, Curry, I've been yeah. I because I was looking at my clock, thinking, oh, I must be an hour gone. It was 15 minutes gone. So, <laughs> you know, then you had enough. Yeah. The body just didn't want to be there. So you didn't play at 96 at all? Just reserve grade. Just reserve grade. Yeah. And that was the last year? No, uh, 97 when um, Dunkrist Don Levy. Yep. Well, I was coaching reserve grade, so I played in reserve grade too. Done a bit of coaching playing, just reserve grade. Yep. And so... Um, that was 97. And, and what about yourself then? You thought, well... I've done what I've done. I'm pretty proud of proud of that, and and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I knew I was never going to go back to first grade. Yep. So, I'll come last that year anyway. Wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> the club then um, had an interesting period then, um, yeah. in the next next couple of years in terms of where the club was at compared to sort of end of '92, um, where it was on top of the top of the pile. Um, you know, you had the club, like you said, coming last, and then then there was the merge. Yeah. Um, for yourself, and like you had family involvement as well. Was was it a sad time that that you know the club did merge with Unidale? Oh yeah, but it had to be done. Yep. Yeah. But Curry asked this years before. Yep. Merge and get some money. Yeah, they've done it years late. Yep. Because they could pay players their good money in that. That's when it went to Red. Oh no, Red and Blue. Yeah, we've now moved Yundera. Yeah, but they're back on their own now. So yeah. But anyway, we fix you can never get up in the Premier League now because you can't put a fence up. Yeah, that's right. So the ground, you're going to be first division for the rest of life. So it was a good thing to merge, I think. From I guess your your family's perspective or your dad's perspective. Yeah, dad dad resigned then. Yep. He didn't want to be part of the merger. So he was sort of against that in that sense. Oh, he, he he done an absentee vote. What's it called when you you don't vote at the meeting? Yeah. He stood aside. Yep. He didn't want to vote. It was yeah. Sad, but it had to be done. And I guess for for someone like him, like yeah. your dad's a, a life member of the club. Yeah. Um, do you think um, you know that sort of put a bit of a sour taste in his mouth after all the success? Oh, and no, he he might have been quitting in a couple of years anyway. So. The thing is, it's all fruit. I want to be just 
in and there is back to there. Yep. And there's no fig tree seniors now. There's no west. So yeah. if I look back now and say, what a way. Like, no. You've had about a thousand juniors for both clubs. And there's hardly any juniors playing. They just went where the money was. All this yeah. lolly's gone out the window. Yeah, well, like, you still uh, go down and watch the games. Down I've watched the Premier League game for 10 years. But you've watched Berkeley? Yeah, I watched Berkeley. Because I, just, I coached from there for a couple of years. So. And, and how did you find that? Oh, I can't get the same satisfaction out of coaches playing. Yeah? Not the same desire. Do you think because that's just as a player you can change things yourself? And, yeah, on the field, and yeah. coaching, it's... it's yeah, but I used to, we used to get to train an hour before in the shed. Oh, what'd you do on the weekend? Happy yeah. Yeah. I said, oh, I train again. You know, shows. Got to go down to train in there as a coach. Yep. Cold. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, just couldn't get the same desire as I was a player. Yep. So. Culturally, though, you said even 70s and 80s and, and, and a bit of the 90s probably was dropping off a little bit, mm. but it was different in terms of you go to Coromel Leagues or you go, oh, yeah. you, you go to the, the opposition team club, if yeah. you were playing away. So there was a real sort of camaraderie. Yeah, Coromel was great. It was the hub. It was like yep. the hub. Of, you get six, seven, Tarawana, Balgani, Balambi, Fernil. Yep. You play those like, anyway, they let you sing. Yep. Everyone sang their team song. You used to, you used to have your team finish the night at the opposition's club. Now it's back, got to be back for awards and this and, Yep. No one comes back to a club now anyway, no. do they? Well, no. I've heard they were the last ones, I think. Yeah, they're, they're probably sort of holding on. And the ethnic clubs are always I guess, I guess the other clubs, it's uh, when you're at Premier League, yeah. it's more about not getting fines and, and oh, yeah. up. Yeah, if you, you don't turn it, all that shit. Whereas yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, like you said, when you had Coromel Leagues and, and going to other clubs, pubs and clubs, yeah. you you sort of, I guess, made a night of it and it was a day. And every year, pre-season, every club had their core of the same players. Yeah. You, know, you knew who Bull I had, you knew who Fernil had. Now it's every merry-go-round, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if you had to, and I know it's difficult, if you can think of a, a time in your career where you were playing at your best? Probably 88, 88 89, around that era. Yep. More mature than that. Yep. Yeah. When you're younger, you, I'd run back and do me defender then. So when you're young, you don't worry about that. Yeah, uh, he'll cover it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and and what about um, uh, goals that you've scored? Like you said, you've got a pretty good memory in mm. terms of uh, describing some of them. You described uh, you scored on your debut, but was there some other big goals that sort of stick in your memory still? And if you can describe them to the listener, yeah, one at Rurilla. Yep, about eighty six. Yeah. Give it to um, what's his name, Dean Simpson. Yeah. Give it to him down left. Then he give it back. I cut in on the right foot and whack for about thirty yards out. And that was a King Mickey, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They wouldn't like that, would they? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Bingham was playing for them. They calmed down a bit then. By then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about um, grand final wins? Like you said, you've won several in Bampton Cup final. Do any of them really stick out where you think? That was a. Uh, you're pretty lucky to choose, I guess. Actually, the 81 one was the one down here. Yeah. Because it's our first one where we are. Yeah. yeah, so. But they're all good. Yeah. You don't get a bad one. Probably 89 too, because we weren't expected to win. Yeah. And 88, we could, both years we come fourth and one of them's so good. There would have been um, a lot of success over the years, or there was. Did Fig Tree have a, a team song? Oh, yeah, just. 
Figgy, Figgy there, or just little jingles. And, yeah. But they used to sing, me and Carrie used to look at us. You weren't a... I wasn't a singer. No. You just sort of hovered around and... <laughs> yeah, just with a big smile. <laughs> and, and all that difficult, can you sort of pick a... Uh, sort of, if you had to pick a an all star figgy lineup, oh, Jesus. and and, yeah. and maybe if you just pick yeah. maybe a, a couple of blokes for different positions, so no one no one uh, sucks about it or whatnot, or goes, well, why didn't you put him in, or why didn't you put me in? Uh, you know, if you pick a couple of keepers, a couple of defenders. Oh, Sean Billings going to get that, isn't he? Yep. Because you had some good guys. Oh, yeah, right fullback, Jeff Wright. Yep. Tony Donnelly sweeper, Hilly or Larry centre half. Yep. Daryl Burley, left for that. Steve Hall on the left. Then me, Soxie and Dumbo. Yep. Mario Jane was a good player too. Yep. Just going for. And then Donnie and, and Neves up front. Yep. Like you said now, you, you occasionally go down to um, a Berkeley game because you live here. There's no real interest in the game. Do you do you watch it on TV or? Oh, I watch a bit, bit of the A-League and that. Really. But do you think you've tired of the game and you just... Yeah, I don't watch it... I've, if if Berkeley was in the Premier League, I'd go down and watch for them. I've yeah. got the ground just down here as well. Yeah. United's ground. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, I just get there because I used to coach them know the people down there. Yeah. Mainly. Have a can of yap. <laughs> Another can. <laughs> <laughs> These interviews where I've talked to other people, um, and I guess it's hard to talk about yourself, but there's, you're held in very high regard as probably one of the best, uh, uh, Premier League players and, and one that the Illawarra's produced. Um, how does that sit with you? Because you seem like a humble guy to me that, mm. okay, that's bullshit or whatever. You know, there's plenty of good players, but it still must be nice that, you know, I've done 58 odd interviews and, and pretty much maybe 25 to 30 of them, you know, you've been spoken about in them. Mm. And, yeah, I think I've got respect for me, soccer. Yep. It's good. Yeah, I, I don't worry me, but if people think that way, that's fine. Yeah, I'll just accept the accolades. And... Yeah. <laughs> and what about yourself? Uh, when you look back on your career, mm-hmm. you know, from the late seventies through through to the nineties, is there a few opponents you've talking about fig tree players that that you uh, enjoyed playing with and you'd have in your All Star eleven, but is there a few different players that you can talk of from other clubs that you always either found difficult to play against or, or players that you enjoyed watching? Yeah. Shalabo I didn't like playing. They were always hard, chop you down, hit you. Yep. I've only had them trained like that, see. <clears throat> yeah. I like playing against Fernil. They, they played nice football, Fernil, but they, you were never going to get injured. And when you got the ball, they always give you plenty of room to play. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you give me five minutes space. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> and, and in terms of, a, I guess, a direct mm-hmm. opponent or another player that you always found difficult, um, that, that gave you a lot of trouble? Uh, just Robbie Bear, my running down, overlapping all the time. Yep. But I, I wasn't... Let, Steve Hall took care of that, so that's good. But that sort of uh, more... Uh, that could be running that way. I've got to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you're... You're amongst a, a bunch of guys that have been together for a while, um, you know, without going into sort of uh, personal details or anything that's outrageous. Is there any sort of sort of funny stories out in the field or, or on the training paddock that you can relay from your fig tree days? Oh, it's not outrageous, is it? 
<laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, not really. Just, I'm just a dry humour man. Yeah. Just quick one-off jokes and that. <laughs> I was breaking up with that. And and yeah. what about other blokes in the team that were sort of the the funny guys? Oh, they're all. Uh, Sean was funny. Yeah. We just call him Dope Dopey. <laughs> he was funny. That was Sean. Well, uh, and what about your nickname? You had the the nickname Dog, was it? Brown Dog, it started. Brown Dog. Yeah. And was that just more of uh, how did it come about and who gave it to you? Bloke at MM Work. Yep. Yeah, Greg Burvis. Just Brown Dog. That's it, Brown okay. Dog. Just names Brown. They yeah. just went Dog. And then it caught on at, at soccer as well, did it? Yeah, a lot of, some people still call me Dog. Some. Yep. I was called Charlie when I was little, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Well, Phil, like I said, I've been uh, waiting for this for a long time. Um, I'm extremely appreciative in terms of what you've done on the field and then and giving up your uh, time on a Sunday. Um, I've learnt a lot and uh, it's been fantastic. So thank you very much for, for being on the podcast. That's all right. It's good to be Thanks again for listening and downloading episode 59. I sincerely appreciate it. Sincere thanks to Phil for the time he spent examining his journey in the game. I'm your host, Travis. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.